Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For over two decades, Rabino and Langwell Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Hello again. Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to another edition of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. With the team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, you heard them on the radio for like 30 years. Sam has been doing this show and talking about just don't lose the money. When you get to retirement, just don't lose the money. Well, what we're saying now is we got a whole team at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, and John Conley joins us, and uh, Ryan Marston joins us as well. And Ryan is with us today. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing Doing great, Randy. Uh, a little sad that we're kind of winding down here on the last days of July to August around the corner. And then before you know, it's going to be fall, winter. And it just <laughs> seems like it's been a quick summer so far. Exactly. Yeah, it, it goes quickly and the kids will be back in school before you know it. And the traffic picks up and the whole deal and back we yeah. go again. But uh, yeah, although traffic has picked, seemed to pick up for me at least a little bit more than I remember in the summer. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to it getting even worse and getting right. stuck behind a school bus on the way in. Well, we've had an eventful summer as far as markets are concerned, that is for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where we're going to start today, because I know that if somebody is listening to this show, they're starting to at least think about retirement. They're they're starting to look down the line and say, okay, I I need to start getting prepared for that. And a a weird thing happens when you start thinking about that. You start watching financial news and uh, it can scare you out there uh, of some of the things these guys are saying. We've seen a little bit of a bounce in the market just recently, and we wonder, have we found the bottom. And uh, there's a lot of analysts out there that say, no, uh, we're in for more pain. And this is Eddie Gabor. You see him a lot on Fox Business. Here's what he has to say. In my opinion, this is nothing more than another bear market bounce. This is very typical. This is our fourth one we've had this year. And this one really reminds me of the March bounce that we had that was more violent. You saw the Mm. VIX really drop. And everyone at that point in time, again, was trying to say we were at a bottom. Let me be crystal clear. Our opinion is this is not a bottom. This is not a buying opportunity for most. This is more of a selling opportunity, in our opinion, because we think we're going to test the lows and more than likely go lower. I think August is going to be very, very tough. Okay, so he's not getting an invite to the backyard party because he's kind of a downer. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny. You kind of mentioned it before we listened to that. And, you know, when you watch, you know, CNBC or whatever it might be, if if you do, uh, you know, during the week and you get all the different panels that come on, it's like, I don't know if I've ever seen two common like answers in terms of where they think the market's going or is right now. It's very, very widespread and more widespread array of opinions than I can ever remember. You know, you got people coming on saying the S&P is going to get to 4,200, 4,500 by the end of the year, which would be a significant uptick in the market. You got people saying we're going to test the lows of the 3,600 that we hit in June at some point in August, which, you know, it would be a pretty far pull back from where we are right sitting right now. And that's just a huge array. And I think the one thing that that leads me to is, you know, as a conclusion is we're going to see continued volatility. And I, I think that certainly will be the case over the next few months, hopefully for the better, we end up ahead of the game at the end of it. But there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And 
and it's leading to those differentiating opinions, and we need to prepare for it. And there's plenty of things out there that are affecting it, too. I mean, the Fed raising interest rates, this inflation rate coming out, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to fight that off. And and there's plenty of headwinds out there. And then, you know, employment is pretty good. So that's a good sign. So and and the earnings, this has been a big week for earnings. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of data that's coming in that's that's moving these numbers. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been some great earnings reports, you know, over this past week that we've seen with been a few subpar ones, but some great earnings reports. The job data that continues to come out on a monthly basis is just continuing to be as strong as ever, uh, which is showing you know optimism in, inside the economy. And the Fed's raised rates pretty significantly in the past week. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to be taking a month off in August and then getting back to it, probably doing it again in September. Mm-hmm. The next big wave of you know information that you know what I'm hoping to see is this in next the second week in August is when the next CPI data comes out. Um, And until we see signs of improvement in that and what the Fed is currently doing that is showing that it's making a positive impact on CPI, inflation, you know, that's when I think the market, the market will start to truly recover, hopefully stabilize a bit. But until, you know, it might not be August, maybe it's a September timeframe, but um, that that's going to be a big data point, I think, over the coming months. So that's all those things that we talk about. And that's what those guys get paid for is all those predictions and and figuring out, you know, the splashy headlines of where they think we're going to go. Why don't we look at where we actually are? So the market has gone down about 20 percent. So we start to take a look at history. Historically, what happens when we have a drop like that? This is a guy from Yahoo Finance. This is Brian Sozi. S&P 500 has been higher three years later in eight out of nine cases in which the index has fallen 20% or more from an all-time high going back to 1957. Stocks have sharply regained ground a year after falling 20% or more from a high. So a year after, that increase has been about 15% seven times. The bottom line is here. Over time, stocks do tend to go higher. And there's your Wall Street mantra right there. Hang in there, it'll come back. And technically, historically, that is true. True, but we talked about this at the beginning of the show, Ryan. The people who listen to this show are right on the edge of retirement. Mm-hmm. So hang in there, it'll come back for somebody who's taking money out of their retirement funds isn't really a, a good thing to hear. Talk to me about how people who we're talking to right now should view all of that. Absolutely. So, like, I mean, that's a great point. The hang in there approach to staying invested in the market does work as long as you have the time to hang in there, right? You know, the markets do recover. Historically, 100% of the time, the market has recovered from any catastrophe or, or pullback that we've seen. It's a little bit of a different situation uh, if you're, you know, gearing up for retirement at the end of the year, maybe next year or, or within two years where, you know, you've suffered a pullback and that bucket of money that has seen the pullback maybe, you know, is down 15, 20% at this point in time. And your withdrawal strategy includes drawing from those assets. So that really compounds the negative effect. So, you know, as you're gearing up for retirement, you just need to make sure you're positioned for where you are on that, you know, timeline, so to speak, of retirement. And so you don't have to kind of hang in there and, and wait for the markets to recover as you're starting your withdrawal strategy, or you don't have to continue to work for an extra one or two years to let it recover. You want to make sure that you're positioned well enough to have a withdrawal strategy that this market maybe hasn't 
impacted or, or set you off the course? So I think that that is really the bottom line here is we have no control over markets. We have no control over economy nope. and the inflation nope. and the Fed and all these different things. We just have to be ready personally within our portfolio and mm -hmm. positioned correctly to whatever happens. So that's where we come into the 365 retirement plan. And talk to me about that. So I think really what we're talking about here is risk management. Somebody comes in and says, I'm going to retire, Ryan, in the next year, year and a half, two years. That was my plan. But I sure don't want to lose 20% more of my money over the next 18 months. How can you help me? Yeah, as long as you still have that and enough, right, at this point in time, enough to kind of still achieve your goals, it's not too late to maybe try to reposition things, maybe de-risk some certain assets and, and position yourself for that withdrawal and retirement strategy, as opposed to just having 100% aggressive funds that, you know, going in lockstep with, you know, the S&P 500 or S&P 500 index fund. And then, you know, there might be the point where someone who wanted to retire in one to two years actually has to, you know, stay the course and let the market play out and, re and recover in order to achieve the goals. Otherwise, you, they, they may have to work longer, just where we are at this point in time, and maybe they've suffered a 15% loss. But at some point in time, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, where we, you know, even over the course of the last two months, and the market drop has really made you worried about whether you can retire on time, according, you know, what your goals were, you know, you got to remember that in the future, when things do recover or potentially recover over the course of the next six months, a year, that when that happens, you got to make sure you're rebalancing and rethinking your current strategy. So the next time this happens, because there will be another market pullback, you know, over the course of the next decade, you're positioned well enough that it's not going to affect your retirement. Taking advantage of when that growth takes place, and that really does take a financial advisor, a financial professional in your life, and a plan. And we call it the 365 Retirement Plan. If you save $500,000 for retirement, that means your 401k and all that you've put together for your retirement, that's where the real power of planning starts to kick in. The Social Security planning and tax planning and income planning and estate planning. That's where all this really starts to benefit you. That's why we use that number. So give us a call or go to our website. Let's sit down and have that conversation. Nobody likes to lose money. I don't like to lose money. I'm sure you don't either. So let's stop that. Let's limit those losses. Let's put you in a position to gain when the market starts to come back and have a financial professional in your life who you can call and say, hey, I've got a question. If you don't have that right now, you can give us a ring at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, 617-440-9365. We do this at no charge. 617-440-9365. You can also look at our website, which is real easy, 365retirement.com. And as you scroll down, a window will open up and it'll say, would you like to talk about your finances? Just click on that. We'll ask you to put in a little information. You can even book your appointment right there. Again, that's 365retirement.com. So where are you getting your financial advice from friends, from people at work? There's a guy who sits down the uh, the cubicle from you who seems to know what he's doing. Uh, where are you getting yours? We'll talk about that and where people get their financial advice and where you should be. Coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. 
If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. And welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. And that's exactly what it sounds like. If you're listening on the radio right now and you got to go and you want to hear the rest of the show, it's always there for you online, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can look it up there and all our past shows as well with John Conley and Sam Lang. They're all right there for you online. So when we talk about getting financial information, there was an interesting study that was done by the people at creditcards.com. And they asked people, you know, who, who gives you your financial advice? Do you have a financial professional? Do you have a relative? Do you go online? And this is Ted Rossi. And he talks about where people get their information. I think that these survey results showcase that a lot of people are not getting enough financial information. One in three U.S. adults say that they're really not getting any financial information at all. And unfortunately, a lot of us do it on our own. And it's really a mixed bag in terms of is that website or that friend or family member giving you good advice or bad advice? It depends. Okay, so I'm looking at the survey here and it says, who taught you how to manage money? 43% said me on my own. I figured it out. 19% said mom, 17% said dad. I think <laughs> mom holds more water than dad in this. Apparently. I think that's interesting. So w- when people come in and they sit down at the table with you, what do you find, Ryan? Where are people getting their advice? I, I mean, I've, I've gotten uh, probably a handful of answers. You know, I've, I've gotten anything from the neighbor, you know, next door to the person. Like I laughed earlier when you said in the cubicle, because I, I, I think I've gotten that twice in the last couple months from actual clients you know, calling in and saying, hey, guy I work with is, you know, doing so, so X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about it. And should I consider doing that? I'm like, well, this is, you know, the pros, the cons. And the reality is if you're getting advice from a person, right, a neighbor or, a, you know, a friend, one, they're probably not in the same situation as you financially. It's mm-hmm. very rare. I don't think I've ever seen two people come through our office doors and sit down in front of me and, have the identical situations, very, very rare, mm-hmm. right? And two, if someone's doing it on their own, you know, they probably think what they're doing is correct and everything else is incorrect, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and anything that they're going through with, with you about their situation, it's they're viewing it as the correct way and it's not always the correct way. I don't ever rule anything out when any someone comes and brings an idea to me. I just go through the pros, the cons and compare it to what they're currently doing and other options available. And then, you know, once we do that, we go through the, the decision-making process of do we make some changes or, you know, continue down the same course you're, you're going down. But, you know, getting as much information, in my opinion, is never a bad thing. You know, load yourself with information. It's just you don't want to make the wrong decisions based on the information. You always want to double-check it. But you got to have a filter for all that information you to do. go through. And I think that that's where it's great to have that financial professional in your life. You talk about people here using their parents as that go-to, you know, mom and dad probably had a completely different situation. Maybe there was a pension. Mm -hmm. You don't have one. My mom used municipal bonds all the time. That's not necessarily the way to go anymore. Anything to do with bonds over the last, you know, few years here has not really been that good. So, I mean, using your parents, you know, (laughs) you get the information, but put it through a filter. 
Yeah, absolutely right. And this, you know, the, the times they went through, the economies they went through is a lot different than today's. The options available today are, are there's far more options available in terms of investments and investment strategies than there were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. If you're getting your advice from your mom and dad, they probably don't know much about, you know, contributing to a Roth IRA mm-hmm. or Roth, you know, Roths in general, because that just wasn't a thing 30 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And you know, that might be something that you should be doing if you're on the younger side or Roth conversions if you're on the younger side. It's just a, it's a completely different time period if you're getting your advice from your parents. Whoever you're getting your information from is not in the exact situation with you. You're going to have different curveballs thrown at you and different life circumstances that alter the investment strategy, retirement strategy that you should be putting in place. So let's talk about the 365 retirement plan. And where I want to get to is you get all this information from all these different people. You can't really rubber stamp it and carbon copy what they did. You have to do this for you because you have a different set of circumstances. You have different time frames. You have different goals, things that you want to do in retirement that nobody else did. Mm-hmm. So how does that work as you sit down and do that initial analysis of somebody, what do you usually find? How do you help them? How do you make this work for them where it's different for everybody else? Yeah, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but we take all that information, right? And we go through what your goals are, what your current investment savings look like, but you know, between retirement accounts, maybe taxable accounts, etc. We look at different income sources. What, how much longer are you going to work for? When you retire, what income sources will you have? You know, Social Security, do you have a pension? Do you have rental income? Um, will you be coming into an inheritance at some point in time through, you know, in your retirement, um, maybe from your parents' estate or, or something like that? We take all that, we compile it, and we, then we really start to analyze, do you have enough saved to hit the goals you want to achieve you know, with inflation considered over the course of your retirement, and what is the right investment strategy based on what the outcome of that is? You know, how aggressive do you get? You have to get. How conservative can we get? You know, to protect on the downside. So all that, you know, again, I don't want to overcomplicate, but we take that and we put it into a blender, and that is what the 365 retirement plan is, and it's a, an analysis of your current situation and the track you're on for retirement and through retirement, and really taking a look and seeing if what you're currently doing is working. And if it's not, we take a look and see what the alternatives are to try to better improve your situation. One of the other things that you just mentioned that I wasn't thinking of, and that is taxes. And how many times the rules have changed about retirement planning, especially in the world of taxes. I mean, I can think of, you know, Social Security age has gone up. RMD ages have gone up. The stretch IRA has gone away. I mean, these are all things that have just happened in the last last couple of years. I was going to say, within the last five years, there's been a lot of changes, never mind just over the course of the last 10, 20 years, but just taxes. And that's going to be the case going forward. No administrations change in the White House. And when that happens, there's usually policy changes and, you know, because of the different tax thoughts from different parties. But that is going to continue to be the case, and you need to make sure you stay on top of it, and your strategy is changing or taking advantage of the changes that happen within different tax strategies. You, the RMD age, and that, the RMD age is actually being proposed to go even higher than mm-hmm. what it currently is at, is at 72. You know, Social Security, is that going to change at some point in time? You want to make sure you account for that. There's just a lot of things that do change that it's hard to stay on top of unless you're in the field. And you want to make sure you're adapting to the changes. 
And uh, the other part about it is think about how things have changed as far as price is concerned. I mean, as far as health care, long term care, those kind of things, maybe, you know, years ago it was six thousand dollars a year and now it's six thousand dollars a month or maybe even mm-hmm. more. And so these are things that all of a sudden they become a huge piece of the puzzle that we have to account for that maybe your parents didn't have to deal with. Yeah, exactly right. Like the health care costs is something you need to be sure you're considering when you're looking at your expenses in retirement. You think inflation's the current inflation rates are bad. You know, healthcare costs have gone up at rates higher than that over the, you know, the last 10 years. In healthcare costs, you need to make sure that it's piece of the budget you're looking at in retirement, you know, whether it's, you know, supplemental Medicare policies or Medigap, all the different options you have available, but you need to make sure that's factored in. And then, you know, beyond that, looking at potential long-term care needs in the future, you know, in your 70s, 80s, and trying to account for those unexpected costs that could come up and really sidetrack your retirement or your estate that you wanted to make sure you're protected for your heirs. These are all reasons to have a conversation with a financial institution, a financial advisor, a financial professional in your life. As the rules change, you need somebody to make you aware of it and position you so that you don't get hammered by taxes. If you've thought in your life that you could kind of do this yourself, I think that we've shown here in this segment that there are so many changes from your parents to you that the things that that the guy down the cubicle is doing that might not work for you and and it needs to be customized and if you've never thought about having a financial advisor in your life you thought it was too expensive or i don't have enough money to justify that why don't we have a meeting And let's sit down and just kind of analyze what you've done so far for retirement and see how we can help. There might be some really gold nuggets that we can pick up on the sidewalk on the way to your retirement to say, you know what, have you thought of this? This could save you a lot of money in taxes. This could position you so you don't lose money in the next market crash. This could put you in a position where you could be positioned for growth when the market does come back. All of these things that are going right now, you've made your living in some other kind of way. You haven't done your life in this financial world. And all of a sudden, you have to be a financial advisor. And and who is that? You know, I, I mean, I'm not. And you probably aren't as well. We need help in certain areas. And this is definitely going to be one of them when it comes to your retirement. Give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Let's have a conversation. See if it's right. See if we can help. We call our plan the 365 Retirement Plan. You can give us a call, 617-440-9365. We'll put together a plan for you at no charge. If you've saved $500,000 or more for retirement, this is where the real power of the planning kicks in. You really start to see the benefits here. You can also go to our website, 365retirement.com. And right there, as you scroll down and learn more about Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, a window will open up says, hey, would you like to talk about your finances? Just click on that and you'll be on your way. We'll take a quick break and be back with more of the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, 
Call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome once again to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Over the years, Sam Lang has sat here and said, just don't lose the money. And none of us want to lose money as we get toward retirement. But we look at the market right now, and that's exactly what has happened. So thanks for tuning in today. We're going to try to help you along the way with some financial advice and introduce you to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners so they may be able to help you along your journey as you go into and through retirement. Ryan Marston is with us today from the team. And Ryan, as we look at our retirement, we all want to save, 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 save so that we have enough money in our retirement years. But that seems like there's a little bit of a double-edged sword to this. The more income you have in your retirement years, the more Uncle Sam penalizes you in taxes. I didn't know this, but the more income you take, your Social Security could be taxed. Your Medicare premiums can go up just because you did your job and you saved a bunch of money. It doesn't seem right, but that's the reality, isn't it? It is 100% the reality. And, you know, who knows where taxes will be going in the next 10, 20 years? Mm-hmm. I would guess higher. But if you just saved everything in a tax-deferred bucket, like a 401k, IRA, 403b, on the pre-tax side of it, yeah, when you go to retire and start drawing that down, it, everything's going to be 100% taxable. It can, if you're taking out too much and you know your expenses are high and you need to draw down enough to hit those expenses, and you go over certain thresholds, you're going to have Medicare premium surcharges. You're mm-hmm. a higher percentage of your Social Security is going to get taxed, and it gets taxed at your highest rate. So that's going to that's going to be affected there. So there's there's a lot of adverse consequences to the types of assets you're drawing from from a taxation standpoint. So with that said, you can, you know, there's different strategies that you might be able to put in place now or what we're in maybe a lower tax environment. Maybe you have some window of opportunity before you retire or before maybe you draw Social Security where you can actually take advantage of Roth conversions. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Roth conversions, you can convert an unlimited amount of money from your pre-tax bucket in a 401k, 403b, IRA into a Roth on the Roth side, which would be the tax-free side. And the benefits of doing that is whatever goes into that Roth on the conversion, let's just say it's $100,000 grows tax-free and then when you decide you need to start drawing on it or you know fits the plan that you're going to be drawn from those assets if you take out ten thousand dollars it's ten thousand dollars in your pocket zero to uncle sam completely tax-free if done correctly gotcha and it doesn't affect medicare it doesn't affect your social security amounts or taxation on that the one little asterisk and i didn't mention was on that conversion, if you move 100000 from your pre-tax side to um, the Roth side, uh, the tax-free side, you pay taxes in that given year. So you need to make sure, you know, you really analyze where you stand in that year from an income standpoint. And you don't want to go into certain tax brackets that are, are astronomically high. 
but that conversion amount gets put on your taxes and you pay taxes on it in that year, you would file. And now it's all on a tax-free side, grows tax-free, comes to you tax-free, which is a massive potential benefit in the future. So then I guess the question is, is as we get into retirement, there's there's money coming our way in a bunch of different places, hopefully. Uh, what is income and what is not income? I mean, is if you get your Social Security check, is that income? Does that count against it? In terms of taxes? Yeah. It does. Um, you know, again, so... There's a provisional income um, formula Mm -hmm. that the IRS uses to determine how much your Social Security gets taxed. And they account from, you know, what they take a look at is your, you know, all your taxable ordinary income that you might have coming in in retirement, you know, whether it's withdrawals from an IRA, 401k, et cetera. They actually take a look at your Social Security that you'd be drawing. In other sources, municipal bond interest, they use at a rate and compile that. So there is a formula they use. They put it together and they say, this is what your provisional income is, and this is how much your Social Security gets taxed based on that, and it's going to be taxed at whatever your highest bracket you dip into is. So, you know, you could be in the 20s and, you know, you weren't aware that your Social Security was going to get taxed, and all of a sudden it does. But most things are accounted as income in retirement in terms of your taxation. The Roth will not adversely affect any of that. So when you talk about tax brackets, I think that's important. And that's why you need a financial advisor on your side to help you stay below a certain bracket. But if you went from the 20 to the 22, it's not like all of if by no. $1, yeah. not all of your money is taxed Correct. at 22, just that $1. Yeah, let's just, let's just say you have $100,000. And I'm just going to make my own tax brackets up. Okay. You know, the first $50,000 is 10%, the second $50,000. Or once you go over $50,000, it's a 20% bracket. So it's really just the first $50,000 gets taxed at 10%. And the second $50,000 gets taxed at 20% for a blended rate of 15%. So it blends together for your blended tax rate. Again, yeah, once you dip into or go over that bracket, it's not like everything is taxed, except for your social security. <laughs> so now depending on how much, you know, whatever bracket you're in, if you get into the you know, 24% bracket, that is how much your social security could be taxed at 24%. Okay. So that is the one stipulation there. Gotcha. So I know we're talking a lot about taxes in this particular segment, but we should be because, I mean, there's this article in Kiplinger here that I'm looking at, and it says, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And we probably all heard that that phrase. When people get into retirement, taxes become a big deal. It's it's different because right now I pay taxes when I buy something, I pay taxes when I get my check, and I pay taxes on April 15th. When you go into retirement, taxes become a big part of the line item. You got to figure all that out because you're taking money so much instead of earning money. And and it's a whole different dynamic. But I I wonder how many people believe that they're going to be have to be this tax savvy in their retirement years. Probably not a lot. Yeah, I don't. I think you become more aware of it, right? When you retire, you know, you just get your paycheck. You you probably don't look at the pay stub very closely and see, you know, until the end of the year and you file taxes, maybe. But you know, see how much is taken out. But when you're looking at your retirement account and if you're drawing from that and you you know, I want ten thousand dollars. Well, then you get explained that you know, in order to net out ten thousand dollars, you know, you might need to take out twelve thousand dollars, pay two thousand dollars in taxes to get that net ten thousand dollars it becomes very forefront of your mind when you start to realize what you're actually withdraw from your accounts to what the effect is in your pocket. And 
if you can potentially save, and I always use this, if you can save, you know, through different types of strategies, a 5% tax rate per year, that's like a good return on your investments. Right. So, you know, just add that in and it, there's different ways you can do it. And more often than not, when I sit down with somebody, there's different strategies that they can, you know, implore in their retirement accounts to take advantage of a better tax, potential tax situation in the future. You bring up a great point. So many people are so focused on, you know, I want to beat the market. I want to, I want to make sure that I get as much as the market is. And I want, I, I, my goal is 10% per year. Well, right now I'm only doing six. Well, what if we could save you money in taxes by Mm -hmm. having a good tax strategy? It's the same thing. And and that's more money in your pocket. Yeah. And what, like today we're, we're seeing a setback in the markets, right? The S and P and, you know, almost down 15 to 20%, depending on what week we're looking at it on the year. If you had $100,000 in an IRA, and instead you convert that IRA into a Roth IRA, well, when the markets recover, if you're getting the growth on, on that Roth, it's even better because all that growth on the $100,000 is completely tax-free growth and tax-free to you in the future. So, you know, now more than ever, it probably is a good idea to actually look and see if you have the capability of completing some Roth conversions to get when the bounce back, you know, does happen, whether it's six months, a year from now, whenever it might be, you can get that in a Roth IRA, which is tax-free for you in the future. And people hear this, the Roth conversion, taking your 401k money and converting some of it little bits at a time in segments over to a Roth and paying the taxes a little bit at a time. The reason that you're hearing about that so much right now are two things. Number one, we as baby boomers are retiring and most of our money is in a 401k. And number two, from a tax, historically tax-wise, we are in a low tax environment right now, soon to be higher because the Trump tax laws are going to expire in the next, what, two, three, four years? Yep. Yeah, exactly right. They're going to sunset. The window of opportunity, you know, that I see probably most common is gearing up like the couple of years maybe before you retire or actually when you retire for these Roth conversions. And that's, you know, a big part of who we, we see as clients and sit down with on a daily basis. So that window could be very beneficial if you set things up accordingly. Um, you know, if you retire before you start actually drawing on Social Security, because that's going to hurt, you know, the, the potential for what you can actually convert in different, you know, other sources. But that is usually that sweet spot of being able to convert assets into a Roth IRA. So you talk about that window there. And one of the things you brought up is if you make too much income, it could affect your Medicare. We all have Mm -hmm. to uh, file for Medicare at the age of 65, whether we're going to use it or not. Would it then, would your window that you're talking about here sometimes say, let's get this done before 65 so that that window you know, closes there because if I take too much or if I convert too much money, that could change my Medicare payment. If you convert too much and we, we want to stay below thresholds that change on a yearly basis, we take a look at it. And I really don't even like to toe the line. I like to stay well below those because mm-hmm. we don't, you don't want to get a surprise a year later after you file taxes saying, oh, you had too much income in 2022. And therefore we are increasing your Medicare premiums by X, Y, and Z or, you know, 
whatever it might be. So that is something we try to avoid at all costs. Or if we aren't, we're going to be make sure we whoever we're sitting down with is aware of it. That that's what could potentially happen. So if we stick below that, and you know we can stagger them over a year to year basis. You don't have to do everything this year and convert all your assets into a Roth IRA in 2022. You can do it 2022, maybe 2023, maybe 2024. So you put do it over a timely basis and do what you can to hopefully put yourself in a in a better tax situation for years to come. And as you're listening to Ryan here, and we bring up the idea of converting money over from a 401k to a Roth, and you say, well, I can probably do that. I could do that on my own. Yeah, you probably could. But would you be able to pay attention to these things that Ryan is talking about and keeping you below that threshold so it doesn't affect your Social Security and your Medicare and your taxes and all that goes along with it? There's a lot to that. And that's why we introduce ourselves to you here on the radio each week and say, hey, we can do this for you. And we will put together what we call the 365 retirement plan for you at no charge. It's it's a no charge meeting and we'll put this plan together for you. And as we analyze what you have, I'll bet we can find some things along the way that we can help you. Is, is it going to be in a tax area? Is it going to be a social security planning? Is it going to be income planning? Is it going to be risk management? Maybe it's all of the above that we can help you with won't know unless we have that meeting. Give us a call, 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. We'll do that for you at no charge. You can also look us up on our website, 365retirement.com. As you scroll down, a window will open up. It says, would you like to talk about your finances? Just click on that. We'll ask you to put in a little information there, and our team will reach out to you. Again, 365retirement.com. We'll take a break, and when we come back, another big question that many of us have about our retirement is when should we file for Social Security? There's a lot of misinformation out there. We've got a survey that shows that coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. If you had to get out of the car in just a couple of minutes and you want to hear a little bit more, the whole show is there for you online each week. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast is where you can find it. Just look up the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Okay. One of the big questions we all have when we get toward retirement is when should I file for Social Security? Most of us know that you can start at 62 if you'd like. You can wait until 70 if you like or anywhere in between. There was a survey done by people at Nationwide, and 70% of the people surveyed by Nationwide don't know when they should collect Social Security. And there's this thing called full retirement age when you get your full benefit. And the people that they surveyed said, I think that's at 63 well, that's not right. <laughs> it is, no. It's later than that. So let's talk about that. This is a big piece of the income that we'll receive in our retirement years. What goes into that calculation? What do you usually see out there? And how do we get it so that we optimize that for our clients? 
I do think a lot of people probably have no idea uh, what when theirs is, right? Mm-hmm. Just as a baseline, if your full retirement age is 67, it's because you were born in 1960 or later. Okay. And then if you were born in like 1959, 1958, it differs by 66 in a few months from, you know, here and there. But your full retirement age is really when you're not penalized if you continue working and you want to start collecting your Social Security. If you are working and start collecting your Social Security before your full retirement age, you're actually going to be penalized on how much Social Security you get. But I know that the full retirement age and, you know, 66 and whatever months or 67 might be. But, it's, you know, when I look at full retirement, I think of it as actually 70, um, but, you know, just as my mindset and planning, because that's actually when your the growth will go to on Social Security if you continue to defer it out at a rate of 8% per year. Plus, you get the cost of living adjustments on top of it. So that, you know, I always think of 70, you know, just from my own mindset is what the full retirement age is, because that's when you get the full Social Security benefits, right? And that's just how I relate it. But you can start as early as 62. You just really take quite a cut on what your payment is going to be on a monthly basis. You could be getting, you know, 1500 at 62. But if you wait to your full retirement age or even 70, you know, you can be getting over $3,000 annually. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty significant difference by taking it early. And you could be penalized by taking it early if you weren't aware of it, too. I think some of that information is getting out there, too, because I've got a stat here. It says um, in 2005, about 54% of women and 50% of men chose to take their benefit at age 62. Now, mm-hmm. if you look at that today, that's down to 31% of women and 27% of men. So fewer people are taking it early. So mm-hmm. I think that message is getting out there and more people are waiting until their full retirement age. But yet there's very, very few people that wait until 70, like 6%, 4% of people wait that long. So it's somewhere in between there. If you can wait till 66, 67, 68, that's really going to make a difference in that check, isn't it? It, it does. And, you know, I've seen people that have have had no idea and took it early at 62 when they've come in and sit down with us and weren't aware that they were going to be penalized by doing so. They just thought, you know, I want to get as much out of Social Security and from the government as early as possible because I'm probably, you know, it might not be there, you know, 10 years down the road. And that's usually not the mindset I go about when we're looking at Social Security. We really, I like to try to strategize from a taxation standpoint, from a longevity standpoint, and really take a look at what has the best effect on your your actual retirement plan. It's funny because when I sit down with people and talk about different ages and when you can collect Social Security, this is, you know, and I'll show the different plans which have, you know, one maybe drawn at 64 and one drawn at 67, one drawn at 70 and what the effect is on on your retirement plan. And 90, you know, 5% of the time, it, it does look better when you defer your Social Security out because it's less assets you actually have to draw over your retirement from your own savings. Mm. You get more out of the Social Security system, but it's always... It always seems like a battle when I'm sitting down with someone and trying to convince them to defer their Social Security out to where I think it has the best fit. Um, and they, you know, they want to obviously take it, you know, tomorrow or start it tomorrow. That's usually one of the bigger convincing discussions that I yeah. or discussions <laughs> that I have to do when I sit down with a client yeah. or a potential client on on that when to start it. But you bring a great point up, and that is, don't look at Social Security in your 60s as I'm going to give myself a raise. Look at no. it this way: if you can maximize that benefit, the other money that you saved for retirement doesn't have to work so hard. If you exactly. can get four thousand dollars between you and the and your spouse in Social Security benefits, and you need ten thousand dollars a month. 
now you only have to take $6,000 out of that nest egg that you had, and, and, and your money just has to work less. Exactly right. You don't want to look at it as giving yourself a raise while you're working. You want to look at it as it is a source of income in my retirement that's going to have less strain on my actual savings and investments. You know, if you can re reduce that withdrawal rate from your own savings and investments from, let's just say, 4% to 3%, that's going to have a far better effect long term on your retirement. Allow assets to grow. Maybe it allows you to actually take advantage of some estate planning strategies because you, you can leave your heirs more more assets or potential assets because you're going to be drawing more from the Social Security in terms of income. So it opens up a lot more doors and windows on what you your flexibility and what you can do within your retirement strategies as long as you make sure you, you make the right choice. There's so much more to financial planning and retirement planning than just choosing your Social Security age, but it is an important part of the income portion of this puzzle. And we want to make sure you get good advice and the, do the math on this because really it is. There are so many different ways and so many places you can claim, and there's so many options, and, and how does it affect your other money? It really does need to be done in a calculation, and we will do that for you at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Give us a call. We'll do that calculation for you as a part of the 365 Retirement Plan. 617-440-9365. We do these at no charge. 617-440-9365. Or use our website, 365retirement.com. I had to bring this up as we leave today. I was looking through some, some retirement uh, articles, and I found this. This is a cruise that people can take now. It might be the ultimate cruise. And I know people loved cruise in their retirement years and otherwise. This one is 150 days, 100 ports, and 25 countries. Man, you're going to be gone for a long time and no having kidding. some fun. It's pretty pricey. $87,000 a person. <laughs> Wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a big one. That is a big one. I'm not even sure what I would have guessed if you, you know, without reading the article on how much that would cost. Oh. I think I probably would have guessed more, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a long time commitment to be on a cruise. Not for me, yeah. for sure. I don't know if I want to be on a cruise for that long, but that is one retirement plan uh, or goal, I should say, in retirement. I have not really encountered that yet. I can't imagine how much weight I would gain at the end of that 150 days. I mean, you talk about everybody jokes about their cruise pants. You got to have something with some elastic in it because you eat so much on those no th those things. But uh, that I mean, that's a bucket list kind of thing. It's not for everybody for sure. But but doing some of these really cool bucket list kind of things is what people have in mind. Ryan, are there people that have come to you at the table and say, okay, and you say, well, what do you want to do in retirement? And they come up with one of these. And yeah. any, anything interesting that you can think of? I have not encountered that. I mean, I've, I've sat down with plenty of people that said, you know, as soon as I retire, we're going to go away for a month, right? Okay. Or I had one set of clients that actually purchased an RV and mm -hmm. went across country in the year after they retired, which is, that was a pretty hefty retirement goal. And they, but they planned for it and saved for it and made sure they had the assets to, to purchase what they wanted to do, go to the places they wanted to see and, and, you know, do that in their, the beginning stages of retirement. When I sit down with people and talk to people in retirement, it's very common that people want to travel and do the things they want to do in retirement on the beginning years. And I always encourage that because that is as young and as healthy as you'll ever be. Do mm -hmm. all the things you want to do then because, you know, it's not going to ever get easier. 
and make sure we account for those. So if we wanted to set up or account for a cruise for 150 days, that's going to cost $87,000. Let's make sure we have that bucket of money set aside that when you retire is going to you know, cover the cost of that. And again, this is all filters back. We want to make sure we factor in taxes because if you're taking out, you have a big goal like that in a given year, right? You want to make sure that, you know, maybe not everything's going to be coming from pre-tax assets because if you need $87,000 to pay for that cruise and everything's in pre-tax money, well, you're going to have to take out over 100000 to cover the taxes, mm. right? So when you have lofty goals of that nature of, you know, 90 in a year, uh, you need to make sure you do the pre-planning to account for it because you could, might be able to take out some withdrawals in years leading up to it to spread out the taxes on a year-to-year basis to lower your tax brackets in those given years. Make your retirement exciting. Make your retirement planning boring. <laughs> you know, mm, yeah, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I mean, let's let's have that part of it taken care of by the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And you just say, this is what I want to do. How can we make this happen? And that's what retirement is. We would love to have that conversation with you. Give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Let's sit down and build a 365 retirement plan for you. We'll do that at no charge. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. Or online, it's 365retirement.com. As you scroll down, a window will open up. says, would you like to talk about your finances? Click on that. You can even book your appointment right there. Find the day of the week that you want to do at the time that's convenient convenient for you. And, and we can do it right there, or you can give us a call. But 365retirement.com is the website. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. For more information, to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning events and radio show times, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed can be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley... Ryan Marston or Sam Langer licensed in your state. Please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts license number 1783398.